The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, everyone. This is Kristen Harper, video show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness channel and also on X in Phoenix, Arizona. And today's episode is all about coronavirus scamdemic and petitions will be filed to recall 24 Arizona state senators. And my special guest for today is Steve Daniels. I will be going over his bio here shortly. Uh, we will be talking about the coronavirus scamdemic. We will be talking about the petitions that will be filed to recall 24 Arizona state senators. We will be talking about Open Arizona Movement with First Patriots Day Freedom Rally, as well as other protests that have been held here in Arizona. And I would like to talk about education as well, um, because... Steve Daniels has been very involved with this uh, movement. And also, I just want to give a health and wellness tip here. I have been, I I believe I've told my listeners in the past that I got involved with quantum biofeedback in the past, and it's a sophisticated technology that reveals so much about a person's health. And I have my quantum biofeedback certifications one and two. So what I highly recommend, and I you can go to perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I have two get healthy free ebooks about health and wellness, uh, hair mineral analysis, and more. And in that ebook, in both of those ebooks, I do mention uh, carrot juice. So basically adults can have 10 to 12 ounces of carrot juice daily. You want to drink it alone and not with a meal because drinking any liquids with a meal will impair digestion. And if someone is uh, very sensitive as far as, uh, you know, has a, a extreme sugar sensitivity or yeast problems, you can skip it for now until you get healthier. And once you get healthier, you possibly could add the carrot juice in. And uh, carrot juice has many nutrients, uh, calcium and so much more. And I do recommend that we avoid other juices, including fruit juices, because they are very yin. There's yin and yang in Chinese medical terminology. Carrot juice is more yang, and yang is healthier. Yin is cold and not healthy. You can make it fresh. You can use a vegetable juicer, not a Vitamix or other blender. And excellent juicers include Champion, which I actually have a Champion, which is great, Omega, Green Star, and others. And you don't want to add fruit into your carrot juice. And I actually, uh, my health approach is very different from most out there. I, I've I do not recommend fruit, and I haven't for years. Uh, it's very high in sugar. 
especially it's uh, high in fructose, which is one of the worst sugars. And it's recommended that a baby or a child under 10 years old should not drink carrot juice. It's just it's just too sweet for them, you know. So under 10 years old, they shouldn't be drinking it. And, and uh, many children are fast oxidizers based off a of hair analysis. It's a metabolic type, so fast oxidizers have a fast metabolism. So if if you know they're consuming. Uh, too much uh, sugar, for example, that can actually speed up the oxidation rate even more and make it unbalanced. So fast oxidizers require more fat in the diet. And also my other website, so basically at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com, I offer hair analysis, quantum biofeedback, Nest Health, and brainwave entrainment. And my speaking website is kristenharperspeaks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. I'm a health and wellness speaker. I did open an office recently in uh, Tempe, Arizona, so I I can work with clients locally. And I have been uh, consulting with clients uh, worldwide since 2009, so I can still work with clients remotely anywhere in the world. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at kristenharperspeaks.com. Or you can make a donation, which I would really appreciate, uh, through PayPal at kristen at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. And any donations will really help because I always want to bring the truth to people on my show, which you will not get on mainstream health and wellness programs for the most part. And also the show is all about getting healthy, taking a natural approach. And then on iTunes, if you could give the show a five stars, would really appreciate it. And also, and I, I want to talk to Steve Daniels, my uh, guest about this later, just to get his thoughts on this. But uh, uh, Kelly Ward, she is the Arizona GOP chair. I am actually not a fan of hers, and and the reason being is I used to live in Mojave County for many years, and uh, she was one of my legislators, and she was a senator at the time. And what you can do if you would like to learn more about her, because this involves education, and I want to talk to Steve Daniels about education as well, is I'm just not happy with her voting record when she was a senator. And what you can do, um, I don't want to get into all the details because it would take too long, but you can look up uh, SB1038, which didn't pass. Uh, There is also HB2184, but I want to talk about this SB1469, which Biggs introduced in the past. It's a reconciliation budget bill, which was actually the former amendment to SB1038 bill taking all 11 employees away from the superintendent Douglas and a $1.7 million budget and taking the board into a fully funded agency. Kelly Ward, Senator Kelly Ward at the time, voted yes on this as well as uh, 14 other Republican senators. They actually voted for that yes. And so basically with her track record, it's basically (laughs) she stands for authority away from an elected official and handing it over to a group of czars, the Board of Education. And there's also an interview, you can uh, check it out, um, Love, Guns, and Freedom, 
there was an interview with uh, Claire, who was actually running against Kelly Ward at the time uh, for U.S. Senate, and he talked about these bills and Kelly Ward's uh, voting record. So now uh, let me get into uh, Steve Daniels' uh, bio here. Uh, Steve Daniels uh, never wanted to be in politics, but he felt compelled to be. He has always had a finger on the pulse of the political landscape as he grew up in a conservative household that was active in local politics. As a young boy, he used to attend city council and precinct meetings with his parents. He was a Ron Paul for president supporter in 2008 and again in 2012. In 2015, to uh, 2016, he was very active on social media to help spread message. In order to help elect President Donald J. Trump, in 2018, his local activism was ignited when he connected with a local parents' rights advocacy group that focuses on education. Purple for Parents was formed to fight back against the leftist progressive Red for Ed movement in Arizona. Steve realized that the battle being waged in the classroom for our kids' hearts and minds was crucial. He believed that the indoctrination must end. He was able to connect with other very effective warriors to push back against the leftist agenda. Heading towards the 2020 election, Steve connected with constitutional conservative candidate for U.S. Senate, Daniel McCarthy. Steve has been supporter uh, before the day McCarthy announced his run. As the scamdemic hit, Steve saw that there was a sinister globalist motive behind the attacks on our liberties and has been leading the charge on the front lines in Arizona to fight back against the tyranny. He started the Open Arizona movement with the first Patriots Day Freedom Rally on April 20th, 2020, held down at the Arizona State Capitol. He, he along with many Fellow patriots have been fighting day in and day out. Steve and his fellow patriots will continue to fight, and they will not stop until our liberties are restored. It is an honor to have Steve Daniels on my radio show. Thank you, Kristen. I appreciate that. And how are you today, Steve? Uh, doing pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing good, and I, I've had Marco uh, Trigovich on my show in the past a couple times, and I, I mean, life is good. I've just been frustrated with what's been taking place here with our, the government and the globalists. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm experiencing the same frustration as I know many are. It's, it's been an overreach that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. I wished I, wished I never saw in my lifetime, that's for sure. Yes, and so basically I think we're on the same page, right, because Marco feels this whole coronavirus stay-at-home order is a scam and a lie. I felt from day one it's it's a fraud, and then you in your bio, it's a scamdemic, so I think we're all on the same page here, right, because you've known from like the very beginning that something was not right. Yeah, you know, it, the, the old spidey senses uh, were definitely tingling from day one. It just never made sense, the numbers. Uh, the projections, the modeling, I mean, every it, it seems at every turn the quote-unquote experts have been wrong. That's what's interesting is that everyone constantly looks to the experts for their guidance, yet they don't ever seem to be correct. And not just about this, but it seems like anything, the experts are always 
They're always wrong. They're always looking for the worst case scenario instead of being pragmatic in how they handle things. And it's also uh, symptomatic of we, we want to look to an expert in one singular particular field when they don't take into account the external impacts. So, yeah, there, there is a virus. I'm not denying that fact. Uh, but when you only focus on the virus and you don't focus on the economy and the social impacts of, of what their recommendations are, I think you're doing a major disservice to society. Yes, um, I agree. And then um, you were just talking about one field, too, and I agree with that. And it's like, I don't know why they're not asking uh, experts that are like naturopathic physicians who have medical degrees, you know. They are experts. Why aren't we talking to yeah. them, you know? Well, there's so many, yeah, there's no, so many out there. Point. That's, a, that's a good point as well. I mean, I, I don't think that any one singular individual or any one organization should have a stranglehold on the information. And it seems that the only people we've been getting information from are the CDC, the World Health Organization, and interestingly enough, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which I still can't figure out what role they play in dealing with these viruses and different, different infectious diseases. Um, you've got an individual who was a technology guy and, you know, kind of, I kind of make the joke, he couldn't keep a virus off my computer. I don't trust him to keep a virus out of me. But at the <laughs> same time, you look into his history, and it's a lot darker than that. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a known eugenicist where he's talked publicly about population control. Uh, he's been working on different vaccines, whether it be the AIDS vaccine, for decades, along with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks. I don't know how many people have died over in Africa from their testing. Uh, we hear stories. It's hard to get verification on a lot of this because the information is suppressed. But from what I've heard from different sources is that many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of, of people have died as a result of their testing in Africa. I, I do hope all this information comes out in time because people need to know about it. And I believe it was, uh, was it recently Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr.? Um, he posted something, and I haven't really dug into all the material. I still need to look into all of it. But he uh, mentioned in this post that there's just like a, a many children that were uh, paralyzed in India, I believe, because of these vaccines. Yeah. That were put, yeah, pushed by, Bill, by Gates. Uh, so it's, uh, I, I just hope that uh, truth will come out in time, but I believe the truth always prevails. It does. It does eventually. Uh, the hard part is getting to that point, right? What we're dealing with right now is, is to, in my opinion, an overreaction of epic proportions. However, I feel that there is actually a more sinister plot at play, which is, is the globalist plan to, to essentially enact authoritarian, 100% authoritarian control over society, and we're seeing that play out in many different places, not just in Arizona in some respects, but you've got different states, especially with this contact tracing, which is just Orwellian at best. I mean, you're talking about people being removed from their homes. I think it was Ventura County Health Director saying that, well, if you only have one bathroom and there's three people in the house, we're going to have to remove people potentially and put them in a secure environment where they can be quarantined. 
uh, I don't know about you, but I can tell you right now, nobody's coming in my house and taking any of my family members. That's just not going to happen. And just today, LA County uh, extended their lockdown by three months. So now we're talking into August. I just don't know why this is being allowed, number one, by the people, uh, but two, at the federal level, at some point, I think Donald Trump, President Donald Trump is going to have to step up and say this is not going to be acceptable. I do know that he has got his Department of Justice and Bill Barr looking into this, into the governors who are overextending their, their authority and their reach uh, from a constitutionality standpoint, and hopefully there'll be some accountability there. But these local governments being, whether it's a mayor, whether it's county level, uh, they're almost acting in a worse, more authoritarian, tyrannical way than some of the governors are. Okay, so I'm enjoying this conversation with Steve Daniels. And listeners, we need to go to a quick break here. We'll be back very shortly. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com, on the Health and Wellness Channel, and also on KevinX. Today's episode is all about the coronavirus scamdemic, and petitions will be filed to recall 24 Arizona state senators. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K R I S T E N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. 
We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness Channel, also on X. Today's episode is all about the coronavirus scamdemic and petitions will be filed to recall 24 Arizona state senators. My special guest is uh, Steve Daniels. And so uh, Steve Daniels, uh, he's the one that started the Open Arizona Movement with the first Patriots Day Freedom Rally, which was held on April 20th, 2020, here at the Arizona State Capitol. Would you be able to talk about this, Steve? Yeah. No, thanks, Kristen. Um, and and just, just to be clear, it wasn't just me. I mean, I was kind of the impetus to get it moving, but we've got a great team of people, Patriots, that are fighting right there alongside with me. So I can't take all the credit uh, I was just the one that got irritated and pissed off enough to really push it, I would say. Okay, and so how many, uh, I want to get your feedback, how was this first rally? What did you think overall? Did you feel it was successful? No, I think it was good. Uh, we had probably what we estimated three, anywhere from maybe three to 4,000 show up on the 20th. Uh, we didn't really have an agenda. We didn't have a group organizing it per se. We didn't have anyone taking credit for it. It was just really we, the people showing up at the Capitol to express our, uh, our frustration and exercise our First Amendment right. And uh, how many protests have you had so far at the Capitol? So our quote-unquote group, uh, the ones that kind of initially pushed that, we've only personally done one. Uh, there's been other groups, other individuals that have formed some rallies. Uh, okay. So we've done. We've been down there about a total of three times for a organized quote unquote rally. We've gone down to uh, push back against the legislature. Uh, we've been down there for other things like that. But yeah, three organized rallies. Okay, and um, I I wanted Steve on. Uh, like I mentioned before, Marco's been on my show a couple times, and he filed the petition against Arizona. State Governor uh, Doug Ducey, but I wanted Steve on. I've been uh, observing him on Facebook, and he's been very involved uh, with this movement, and he has been at the the Capitol. I've seen him there, and he's um, been there. He's been involved like with this rally, and also he's been confronting state senators. I'm really proud of you uh, for standing up for the people, the state of Arizona, and for freedom. So would you be able to talk about this uh, plan to recall 24 Arizona state senators and why? Why yeah. are we doing so this? What, good question. So just give a real quick overview. So what's taking place is that we've got the executive branch, which is the governor. The co-equal branch to the executive is the legislature, and that's the people's voice. That's our representation. Uh, last Friday, the Senate um, convened to take a vote to what's called signy die or adjourn or shut down their, their legislative session. By doing that, they take away the people's voice. There's nobody there to check the governor. Uh, the House, after the pressure we put on them, decided not to. They're staying open. However, we need both branches, House and Senate, to legislate. Uh, what we need to be passed is a, called a concurrent resolution, which will shut down this executive order, this unconstitutional executive order by Governor Ducey. Uh, the legislation has the ability to do that, and by doing that, they would, in effect, restore the constitutionality. Um, what we're asking them to do is honor their oath of office, and because they didn't do that, we have told them that we intend to file a petition to recall. At this point, it's 24 of the 30 senators. 
And on, on the uh, top of your head, uh, the six senators, you know who they were that actually did good and we're proud of them and we yeah. should be thanking them? Yeah, so I want to say a thank you. You're right. They definitely need our thanks and support because they're taking a lot of heat, I'm sure. Uh, we've got David Livingston, David Farnsworth, J.D. Mesnard, Sylvia Allen, Eddie Farnsworth, and then Michelle Eugenti Rita. Uh, they're the ones that voted no to Sine Die, and we thank them for standing up to their opponents uh, and supporting the Constitution and honoring their oath of office. Okay, so uh, would you be able to talk more in detail about this uh, recall process? I'm just thinking, like, okay, we're in the process of recalling uh, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey. The petition was filed, and it's going to be a lot of work, but I, I feel like we can do it because we have 120 days. We have to collect a lot of uh, signatures, uh, and now we have to do the same as far as the petitions for all these Arizona senators. And it is. It is. It, it's a big undertaking, but... People are frustrated, and when people get frustrated, they get they get active. Uh, we do we are putting in infrastructure in place, and as I mentioned to you um, off the air, I'm not personally the one on the recall. Uh, I'm not the one that's formed the political action committee. However, I'm involved in, in supporting the initiative. So, an infrastructure is being put in place statewide to get petition sites set up. To get um, you know to get business owners set up as a petition site, things like that, and we'll have you know, some drive-through locations where people can just simply drive through and sign and go. Um, in addition to that, with the senators, of course, they come from different legislative districts all around the state. Since we're going to have an infrastructure set up to handle that, uh, we're going to go further. If you've got a mayor, if you've got a city council, if you've got a sheriff, if you've got a board of supervisors, a school board. Uh, school boards especially, as we come back to school, we're going to have some problems with them, we expect. We will recall any elected official in the state if they are not honoring their oath and following the Constitution. Putting the whole state on notice. I'll just say it right now. Entire state of Arizona elected, you're on notice. You will be recalled if you do not follow the Constitution. I, I feel like we're making history. Right? I don't think this has ever done, been done before. This many uh, politicians... Not to you my know? knowledge. Uh, yeah, everything we're dealing with day, every day, it seems like something we haven't dealt with before. So this is just one more thing. But you're right. This is a big undertaking. However, with the infrastructure and the leaders we have, I'm not concerned. Um, I'm very confident that we can make this happen in the, in the time frame that we have. It's election season. Uh, I don't think that most politicians like to run for office when they're under recall. I don't think that's good optics for them. So, you know, that's just that little bit more added pressure. If you want to keep your job and you want to serve the people, then you need to honor the Constitution and you won't have to worry about a recall. Okay, so do you know how many signatures we have to collect and how many days would we have for these 24 Arizona state senators? Good question. I don't have the individual numbers because it's a percentage of the total votes cast in the last election for that office. So, for example, with Governor Ducey, uh, we need roughly 594,000 plus uh, a buffer, 10 to 20 percent. Uh, so we'll go above. We'll we'll go above the goal. Um, but for each senator, uh, smaller number, right? Less votes cast in their election. You bring it down to a city level. Uh, mayors, city council. I mean, you could be talking down to a couple hundred signatures in some cases. 
so we are very confident that we can exert the pressure needed, especially at the lower levels, and we'll work, we'll work our way up. Well, uh, I am just so proud of, you know, uh, the Patriots here in Arizona. I mean, this is just really exciting, which I feel like this has never been done before. So I, th- I feel like we're making like, huge progress here in Arizona. And um, so what I want to talk about now, Steve, is that you've been very involved. Like you've been going to the Arizona State Capitol. You've been confronting Arizona state senators and my listeners, if you check out these videos, I'm sure that they can go on social media, Facebook, right, Steve? Uh, I yeah, think you have them posted in groups Facebook. as well. Yeah, so you can find Arizonans for Liberty group on Facebook. Join that group, Arizonans for Liberty, and you'll see the videos posted there. And then you can get directed to other groups as well to work on the recall initiatives. Okay, so would you be able to, let, let's do one senator at a time here, uh, but you confronted uh, state senators at the Capitol. Let's start with uh, Senator Sonny Borelli, which I've known him for a long time. He was my legislator when I lived in Mojave County in the past, and you confronted him. What did he say to you? Yeah, so that's interesting. He's actually the majority whip, meaning he's the one that kind of gets all the votes in line for his uh, party the Republican Party. And I just want to be very clear, this is a nonpartisan movement. Uh, We will recall everyone on both sides. I'm a a constitutional conservative. However, I feel like my side needs to be held more accountable right now because they're the ones that are supposed to be uh, protecting our rights more so than, you know, a lot of the leftist progressives who have thrown the Constitution out the window. So right now, I'm holding my side more accountable. And this is nonpartisan. We will recall anyone. Uh, That being said, Sonny Borelli, I uh, confronted him, went to hand him the notice of intent to file a petition for recall. He didn't want to take it, uh, and then he was, as you can see in the video, pretty pretty excited and frustrated with me and didn't want to hear what I had to say. Instead, he wanted to give me a lecture, and then when it was my turn to talk, he just uh, went storming off. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay, so we have Sonny Borelli, and then uh, also you confronted uh, uh, Karen Fan, which she's the Karen Senate Fan. president. So she's actually the Senate president. Um, how this all started was I had actually sent an email to the entire legislature a couple weeks back uh, telling them they need to do the right thing, uphold the Constitution, and they started replying to me. It was on a full email chain. I didn't BCC everyone. I started getting a few replies. And I think she panicked and she replied to everyone and said, whoa, 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 before we go any further, we need to consider the ramifications of this and how it will impact the federal funding that we're receiving as a state. So right there, she said, well, we won't get any further FEMA or DEMA money and we need to be careful. So right there, it told me that this was about the money. And that's really unfortunate and frustrating that that would be exposed that way. Um, That email Quip. Um, I posted publicly. A lot of the media outlets here in the Valley grabbed onto that and ran with it because it was a real window into the mindset of these legislators where they're supposed to be working for us and all they're concerned about is getting more federal funds, which, by the way, we wouldn't need if everybody was back to work, working and earning a living and running their businesses. They've collapsed our economy 
and handicapped all these business owners because of this scandemic, right, where the mortality rate is extremely small. So we're now in a depression. I mean, there are federal, you know, the nationwide unemployment number is somewhere around 15%. They expect it to maybe peak at 20%. Here in the state, I think it's a little bit higher potentially, but it's just unbelievable that this is the that mindset of, of the Senate president that it's about federal monies. When I confronted her, uh, she was rather flippant about the whole thing. Uh, she was laughing, smiling, just overall didn't think it was a big deal. So, And as of today, she's actually been deleting comments on her Facebook page. Uh, when people put anything that is not positive towards her, she has been deleting those comments and only leaving the positive comments to make it look like everyone is supporting her versus all of the pushback that she's been getting. That's terrible. Uh, so she, we need to recall her, uh, Sonny Borelli, and these other uh, state senators. And uh, what did uh, I'm trying to remember what Borelli actually told you? Something about the food? He was concerned about food not getting to people. Yeah, his, and I forget his exact words as well. But it was something about having to do with you know the food getting delivered. You know, the ranchers, farmers, and truckers. Something about they wouldn't have the ability to get us the food, which is complete. Yes, in my opinion, uh, there would be no issues. And this is what people aren't, aren't understanding or they're trying to keep us from understanding is that they're trying to play, play us with fear, saying, well, if we shut down this executive order, then everything goes away. All the measures that Ducey put in place to keep things moving from an infrastructure or supply chain standpoint would go away. Well, that's simply not true because the legislature could in turn put in place emergency resolutions to handle any of those issues and the additional issues that they need to handle, like potential lawsuits for small businesses. Because as I foresee, you're going to get a lot of people that are going to be faced, a lot of business owners are going to be faced with these frivolous lawsuits saying, oh, I got I got the COVID from your restaurant or from your place of business, and I'm going to sue you for that. So they need to put something in place that's going to stop frivolous lawsuits right off the bat, or that could also cripple small businesses as well. Okay, and then did you confront any other senators at the Capitol? Uh, Rick Gray. Yeah, Senator Rick Gray. He's uh, also a Republican member. He's the majority leader, in fact. Uh, he he just laughed it off when I at first handed, he went to hand it to him. He wouldn't take it. As he was walking away, apparently he had an idea pop in his head. He came back to me and said, you're basically playing into the Democrats' hands. So if you support the Democrats, you'll continue with this. And I said, Sir, I respect or, you know, I support anyone that is going to uphold the Constitution. So if you do that, you have no worries. Uh, he just laughed and walked away at that point. Okay, so basically, if people want to get, like, they're listening to the show right now and they want to get involved and they want to help and volunteer, what is the best way to do that? Would you recommend going to the Recall Doug Ducey group on Facebook or, or how yeah, can they get involved? That's a good question. So we've got a couple things here, and let me give you the few groups. So you've got the Arizonans for Liberty, as I mentioned, and then we also have the Recall Governor Doug Ducey 2020. Um, that's not my group personally, but that's the group that's handling a lot of this infrastructure. So Recall Governor Doug Ducey 2020, you can get plugged in there. There is a separate little volunteer group that you'll get directed to to sign up. Uh, I know they are working on a website. You can actually go in and enter your information uh, to become a volunteer, to be a, uh, a petition site, 
uh, for example, around the state. So find those two groups, Arizonans for Liberty, and then recall Governor Doug Ducey 2020, and we'll get everybody plugged in from there. They're building out the infrastructure right now. Have you heard anything recently? Because I know these senators know that the recall paperwork will be filed here, the petitions. Yeah. Have you heard anything recently as far as how they feel about it? Like any? No. they. <laughs> I think they were told very explicitly, do not reply to me anymore. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 they've gone dark. Let's just put it that way. Um, I think they, they might have learned their lesson, but... The pressure will not let up. In fact, it will intensify. I, I can promise you that. I'm I'm not going to stop. I know everyone else I'm working with is not going to stop. If they don't fall in line with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights very quickly, they're no longer going to be in office. That's just the bottom line. Uh, we're going to hold them accountable. We're going to hold everyone accountable at all levels of our government, all the way down to uh, the dog catcher. I don't know if we elect dog catchers here, but if we do, we'll hold them accountable. <laughs> Uh, this is just uh, exciting news. I mean, we're making history here in Arizona, and I'm just curious to see if other states will do the same. People are just getting fed up with this tyranny that's taking place here in America and around the world. So, listeners, this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness channel, also on KFNX. Network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. 
We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com, on the Health and Wellness Channel, also on KFNX. And today's episode is all about the coronavirus scamdemic and petitions will be followed to recall 24 Arizona state senators. Uh, my special guest is Steve Daniels. I've been enjoying the conversation. I really appreciate what he's doing, uh, standing for liberty. And uh, Steve, uh, I, just yesterday, and we've been in touch here on Facebook, but basically I got blocked on Facebook to where I can't even post in groups for like the next seven days. And this has never happened to me where I can't even post in groups. And and then also I just found out you, uh, the same thing happened to you. Uh, so my question is, do you think that we're being blocked because of this information we're sharing, this content on the coronavirus? Uh, or do you think that maybe someone that supports Governor Ducey maybe reported us or something? Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, good question. Um, I I don't know if it would go down to that localized of a level because I I know Facebook's putting in a lot of controls to limit information. Um, I I believe, so you, me, and many other people I know, more than a handful have all been blocked from posting in groups, posting links, you know, for the next week. My personal opinion is, is that they're just doing that Facebook is the one doing that just to limit information because they're saying like, for example, that documentary pandemic is fake news. They're literally on Facebook saying that is fake news. We're removing the links. You can't post that. That to me is, is pretty crazy. Um, I, I'm just so tired of Zuckerberg, honestly, and just how everything's being censored. And do you feel that people should go after him and sue? I don't know if you know about this, but there's a gentleman and he's actually suing Facebook because of the censorship. I believe his page. Yeah. And I think what happened was his son um, died um, because of a, he feels because of a vaccine and he was posting about his son on a regular basis. And then Facebook deleted the page, his page. And so now he's suing the father is. Interesting. No, I would, I would love any sort of action that could be taken against them. I think it's even at a higher level, and I know this goes into what a lot of people consider quote-unquote conspiracy theories. Um, it's interesting, a lot of those conspiracies people used to laugh at are now coming true, and they're a little bit more open to hearing about them, though. Um, I think Facebook is, is a little bit more sinister than what it seems to be on the surface. Uh, more than likely was a CIA operation from the beginning. Uh, if anyone wants to go look up what's called LifeLog, that was actually a CIA program that was shut down literally the day before Facebook was founded. So LifeLog, Facebook, Google, it, it's out there. Okay, so before we move on to uh, contact tracing, which I want to talk about, I just want to talk about um, education, like here in Arizona, just briefly, because I'm not too familiar with all this. But in your bio, it was mentioned the Red for Ed movement in Arizona, mm-hmm. and this Purple for Parents was formed to fight against the Red for Ed movement in Arizona. Would you be able to talk about this a little bit? Yeah, real quickly. So Red for Ed is essentially a leftist uh, mark, what I consider, a lot of people consider a Marxist organization that is really for big government union uh more funding, more control over, over the kids, less control for the parents, which anything that takes away the parents' ability to, to guide their children and their education, to me, is a problem. Uh, first, the first and most important educator in the children's life should be their parents. Uh, the government doesn't like that, though, because then they can't indoctrinate the kids. So 
Red Fred pushed for increased money, increased control over the last few years. Purple for Parents was formed actually by Forrest Moriarty, who's running for uh, the state house out in, I believe it's LD 16, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he started the group. I got involved, worked with leadership there. We've been pushing back on a lot of this indoctrination, uh, not only from a political ideological standpoint, but then you also have a lot of the very progressive, comprehensive sex education that they're putting in schools, which I consider very harmful to kids. Uh, the topics and the detail, graphic detail that's being brought to these kids at, at an elementary age, to me, should be criminal. And it's there to normalize uh, the sexualization of children. And I just 100% disagree with it. Absolutely. So um, now what I'd like to do is we're almost at the end of my show. And you just uh, checked on Facebook and there's an update in regards to Governor D.C. and his executive order. Do you just want to briefly talk about yeah. that? From what I understand, and I apologize, he's been talking the whole time we have, so I don't have the exact details, but it looks like the executive order uh, he's allowing to, quote-unquote, expire on May 15th, which was the stay home, stay healthy, stay connected order, I believe. And so that's going to expire. Um, he's putting in a new executive order that will have more limited, quote-unquote, controls. I believe he's going to allow like parks to open, things like that. Uh, when I say the word allow, that makes me a little ill because, again, these are our constitutional rights. He had, no, he had no right to take these away. He had no ability to take this away from us. However, he's now, under his orders, not prohibiting those things. Uh, so we'll deal with him aside. But for now, people from a legal standpoint uh, may not have the concerns that they had in the past if they want to go out and exercise their rights. This uh, testing blitz that's uh, taking place here in Arizona, and I've talked about this on my show before, that I don't trust these tests. I refuse the test. I feel that this whole lockdown, this coronavirus lockdown is a fraud. I don't trust the government. I don't want to give out my personal information. I feel yeah. – and also, I, the test could be contaminated. I don't know for certain, but there has been – there's one video I watched that there was a gentleman that talked about his concerns that the test could be contaminated. And, and it's actually been confirmed in laboratories as well. Yeah. And, then also, and then also, let's say that you test positive. Are you going to be a target now? Will the government come after you? Will they come into your home? Will they – remove a family member? Will they force a vaccine on you? So what are, what, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, you're right. I think that's a lot of people's fear is the, again, government overreach and intrusion into your life and your household. Uh, this contact tracing, and if anybody is unfamiliar with that, they need to go do their research. Uh, contact tracing essentially is they, need, they, want, they want to find out anyone and everyone that's had this or might potentially have it. So, for example, just to give an idea of what it might look like, uh, they're developing, there's apps in development or already out there where you can put them on your phone, you log in with your information. If you go take a test, let's say it comes up that you're positive for coronavirus, that information will be logged into your phone. It, your phone, through the app, will then go find any other phones that you've been in general contact with. So say you've been to Walmart and you walked around Walmart for a half hour, you probably were around a lot of people. So every person that had a phone on them with GPS 
and potentially this app or not, uh, would be logged. And then the government would try to get in contact with those people to find out if they also have coronavirus. Um, by doing that, that would allow them, under these orders in a lot of places, not only Arizona, but a lot of places, uh, like out in Ventura County, California, where the Department of Health director out there said, if you've got coronavirus, you've got a quarantine, uh, let's say you've got three people in your household, you've got three bedrooms, but only one bathroom. Well, you can't adequately quarantine with only one bathroom and three people. So what we'll do is we'll provide uh, adequate accommodations outside the home. So that tells me that they're, they're literally trying to take people out of their homes and put them in another environment and separate families. Uh, again, that's not happening to my family, and a lot of people I know, that's not happening to their families. So that's where I unfortunately could see violence taking place, where if they're trying to uh, enforce these, these directives and these orders, you could see violence uh, rise. And we're trying, to do, we're trying to take every means necessary to, to end this civilly. Uh, that's why we're doing the recalls. That's why we're emailing and calling our legislators uh, to hold them accountable because we don't want violence to erupt. That is the last thing that we want to happen. However, our Constitution was written by our founders that gave us remedy in the future. And the last option is the one that no one wants to exercise, but it was given to us for a reason. So I, I always remind people that we want civil end to this, but don't, don't mistake the fact that there is a final resolution and we hope that never happens. So we're at the end of my show here, Steve, and I've been, I really appreciate everything that you've done and, uh, you know, fighting for our freedom and standing for standing up for Arizona and the people of Arizona. And I've asked this question before, but do you, in the past on previous episodes, do you feel that Trump is on the side of the globalists and the agenda or on the side of the people? Like you mentioned earlier, he needs to speak up. And, you know, I, I haven't heard him speak up about all this, you know. You and I know there's an agenda, but why isn't he speaking up and saying no? It's a good We're question. Not gonna... You know, I, I, I was a President Trump supporter. I still am. I think he has enough people speaking out against him. He doesn't need another another person. Um, however, I, I will always hold, hold my elected leaders accountable. Um, I've spoken out that he does need to take a stronger position on this. Uh, what I have suspected is that potentially, because this was another attack on, on him and our country and him as the elected president, that hey, he may be having to allow these nefarious individuals to be exposed to the sunlight. I always say the sunlight is the best disinfectant. Sometimes when you let people take the center stage, they expose themselves for who they are. We wouldn't know about Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burke's connections to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation if it weren't for the fact they were put on stage. I think people were woken up to the scam very early on based on their connections. And President Trump, he has allowed the states to handle this based on the states' rights, you know, their sovereignty. So he hasn't taken an overhanded federal control. He hasn't instituted a martial law at the federal level. However, to your point, at some point, he does have to then rein this in from the governors who've overstepped. And my hope, my prayer, my trust is that he is doing that through the Department of Justice as we speak. 
Steve, is there a website or um, anything that you'd like to promote on my show? Or um, you're, um, I don't know if you're involved with the business or anything that you'd like to share with my listeners. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. This isn't for personal reasons, right? I'm not doing this for gain, so I won't promote any my business. However, uh, promoting liberty and liberty candidates. I am working on the demand Daniel McCarthy campaign. Uh, he's running for U.S. Senate uh, against Martha McSally for John McCain's old vacated seat. Uh, Martha McSally being essentially John McCain in the skirt. Uh, she's an establishment candidate who was appointed by none other than our Governor Ducey. Uh, so we don't trust her working for Daniel, you know, working to get Daniel McCarthy elected. So if everyone would go to demanddaniel.com, again, that's demanddaniel.com, and sign up for his updates. Uh, he's he's going to be our next U.S. Senator representing Arizona. And I've mentioned this before. I support him as well as uh, Josh Barnett because they've been very involved with these protests. And also they're against the lockdown. And, they, and yes. they've been very active. And, like, where are all, all these other politicians? Like, why aren't they there right. Like, as far as, yeah, you know? They've both been out there. Josh Barnett's been great as well. I, I fully support him. Uh, you know, Kelly Townsend, she's she's been out at the pro, the rallies. Yes. Uh, David Farnsworth. There's been other, and I apologize, I don't have all the names. There's been other representatives that have been right. out there as well with us. Um, so it's not the entire legislature. However, it's the heavy majority of the legislature has not been standing up for our rights. Um, the House is on notice. FYI, the House, they need to do the right thing, pass the concurrent resolution, or anyone who votes against that will also be recalled. So you could potentially have up to 60 House members recalled as well. Well, uh, Steve, I just want to thank you for coming on my show. I love talking to you today, and uh, thanks for everything that you're doing for Liberty. No, thank you. You take care. I appreciate it. Take care. Mm-hmm. And listeners, this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com and also on KFNX. And I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Wishing all of you a healthy and happy week. Take care. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.